听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天我们将会听到美国成功学的奠基人奥利森·斯威特·马登的一句话。接着来听英国著名儿童文学家伊尼德·布莱顿的一首诗歌《A Happy Ending》，美满的结局，以及由中国当代著名作家冯骥才所写的一篇文章《趣说散文》（A Humorous Analogy for Prose）。好，下面让我们先来听今天的 Daily Quote。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. There can be no failure to a man who has not lost his courage, his character, his self-respect, or his self-confidence. Orison Sweat Marden. 一个没有失去勇气、人格、自尊或自信的人，是不会失败的。奥里森·斯威特·马登。奥里森·斯威特·马登，美国成功学的奠基人，全世界影响最大的励志导师之一。一八四八年，他出生于美国一个贫穷的家庭，三岁失母，七岁丧父，在当地农家当过十多年的童工，受尽他人的冷漠。直到有一天，在一个农家的阁楼里，他偶遇塞缪尔·斯迈尔斯的《自助》一书，顿悟人完全可以从自身的环境中奋起的道理，他的命运也从此改变。马登先后在新伦敦学院、波士顿大学、哈佛医学院接受教育。并获得艺术、医药、法律学位，曾开设饭店和餐饮俱乐部，拥有宾馆等多处不动产。其著作《奋勇向前》的出版受到空前的欢迎，并被翻译成多国文字。在此基础上，他创办了《成功》杂志，并凭借这一阵地遍访同时代的无数名人，总结成功规律，被誉为美国成功学的先驱。马登一生著述数十部。其作品是后面的潜能大师和成功学作家的经典范本。林语堂和胡适都曾向当时的青年人鼎力推荐过马登及其作品。There can be no failure to a man who has not lost his courage, his character, his self-respect, or his self-confidence. Orison Sweat Marden. 一个没有失去勇气、人格、自尊或自信的人，是不会失败的。奥里森·斯威特·马登。您正在收听的是轻松调频美文阅读《More to Read》，下面让我们一起来读诗。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day. 
happy ending. Enid Blyton I found a ship upon the sea already waiting there for me. So in I jumped and off we sped to gleaming waters far ahead. But soon a wind came moaning by and clouds filled all the sunny sky. The sea was speckled with the rain and my ship rolled and rolled again. The waves crashed grandly on the deck. The sails dripped raindrops down my neck. Then straight ahead I spied a rock and braced myself to meet the shock. Crash we struck and there we stayed while rain and storm around us played. The ship at once began to fill and down and down we sank until I yelled in fear and clutched the side half drowning in the racing tide and just as mast and rigging broke I found myself in bed and woke美满的结局，伊尼德·布莱顿。我在海上发现了一艘船，一切准备就绪，在那里等着我。于是我跳了进去，我们加速离开，驶向前方波光粼粼的海面。但很快，一阵大风呼啸而过，云朵布满了晴
以及诺蒂系列 Nordy， 在世界各地都很受欢迎。诺蒂系列通过一位叫诺蒂的虚构人物，为儿童介绍世界各国的新奇事物。他为各种年龄的儿童写了600多部作品，而他的书是《哈利波特之母》J.K. 罗琳的启蒙读物。A happy ending. Enid Blyton. I found a ship upon the sea, already waiting there for me. So in I jumped, and off we sped to gleaming waters far ahead. But soon a wind came moaning by, and clouds filled all the sunny sky. The sea was speckled with the rain, and my ship rolled and rolled again. The waves crashed grandly on the deck. The sails dripped raindrops down my neck. Then, straight ahead, I spied a rock, and braced myself to meet the shock. Crash! We struck. And there we stayed, while rain and storm around us played. The ship at once began to fill, and down and down we sank, until I yelled in fear and clutched the side, half drowning in the racing tide. And just as mast and rigging broke. I found myself in bed, and woke. Meanly结局，伊尼德·布莱顿。我在海上发现了一艘船，一切准备就绪，在那里等着我。于是我跳了进去，我们加速离开。驶向前方波光粼粼的海面，但很快一阵大风呼啸而过，云朵布满了晴朗的天空，海面落满了雨水。我的船再次驶向前，海浪猛烈地拍打着甲板，翻上滴落的雨水，顺着我的脖子往下淌。这时，在正前方，我发现一块岩石。我做好了迎接冲击的准备。咣，我们撞上了，停在那儿不动。而雨和风暴在我们周遭肆虐，船舱立刻开始进水。我们不住往下沉，直到我吓得大叫，抓住船边，身子已有一半淹没在汹涌的潮水中。就在桅杆和索具断裂的时候。我发现自己躺在床上，我醒了。听了伊尼德·布莱顿的这首以儿童视角创作的诗歌，我们再来欣赏另一位著名的儿童诗歌写手——美国诗人谢尔·谢尔夫斯坦的作品。
谢尔·希尔福斯坦于1932年出生于美国的芝加哥，他是一位诗人、插画家、剧作家、作曲家、歌手，是一位享誉世界的艺术天才。作为20世纪最伟大的绘本作家之一，他的绘本《失落的一角》、《失落的一角遇见大圆满》、《爱心树》等作品被翻译成了30多种语言，流传世界各地，仅美国本土的销量就超过 1,800 万册。全球销量超过 1.8 亿册。那么接下来呢，我们就一起来欣赏一首由谢尔·谢尔福斯坦所作的诗歌，《Messy Room》，凌乱的房间。Messy Room, Shel Silverstein. Whosoever room this is should be ashamed. His underwear is hanging on the lamp. His raincoat is there in the overstuffed chair, and the chair is becoming quite mucky and damp. His workbook is wedged in the window. His sweater's been thrown on the floor. His scarf and one ski. Are beneath the TV, and his pants have been carelessly hung on the door. His books are all jammed in the closet. His vest has been left in the hall. A lizard named Ed is asleep in his bed, and his smelly old sock has been stuck to the wall. Whosoever room this is should be ashamed. Donald or Robert, or Willie, or, huh? You say it's mine? Oh dear! I knew it looked familiar. Disturbed 谁的房间这么丢人现眼？内衣掉在了台灯罩，雨衣搭在已经堆满的椅子上，那椅子肮脏不堪，还泛着潮。工作布卡在窗户缝缝沿，毛衣地板上一撂。裤头胡乱挂在门后边，电视机下堆有围巾与雪橇。打开壁柜，书本塞满，背心在大厅的旮旯角。墙上的旧袜子又臭又黏，一只蜥蜴名叫埃德，在床上睡觉。谁的房间这么丢人现眼？唐娜、罗伯特、威利的，怎么着？你说是本人的？吼、哦！我的天，我说他怎么眼熟的不得了。世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。冯骥才是中国当代著名作家、文学家、艺术家。
，同时也是一位民间文艺家、画家。1942年，他出生于天津，祖籍浙江宁波慈溪，早年在天津从事绘画工作，后来专职文学创作和民间文化研究。那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读一篇由冯骥才所写的文章《趣说散文》（A Humorous Analogy for Prose）。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人阿丽为您朗读。趣说散文，冯骥才。A humorous analogy for prose, by 冯骥才。一位年轻朋友问我，何为散文？怎样区别散文与小说和诗歌？我开玩笑打比方说，一个人平平常常走在路上，就像散文；一个人忽然被推到水里，就成了小说。一个人给大地弹射到月亮里，那是诗歌。A young friend asked me what prose was and how to distinguish it from fiction or poetry. In reply, I offered him a humorous analogy. A person walks along a road as he normally does; that is like a piece of prose. A person is suddenly pushed into the water; that becomes a novel. The Earth catapults him onto the Moon. That is a poem. 散文就是写平常生活中那些最值得写下来的东西，不使劲，不刻意，不矫情，不营造，更无需绞尽脑汁。散文最终只是写一点感觉，一点情境，一点滋味罢了。当然，这一点往往令人深切难忘。To create prose is to write down the happenings of everyday life, most worthy of being written down. There should be no special effort making, no calculated seeking, no artful feigning, no purposeful fabricating, and absolutely no racking of the brain. The ultimate purpose of prose is to convey in writing a little feeling, a little sentimentality, and a little flavor. That's all there is to it. Of course, this littleness very often engenders heartfelt and unforgettable depth. 在艺术中，深刻的都不是制造出来的。散文生发出来时也挺特别，也不像小说和诗歌。小说是想出来的，诗歌是蹦出来的。小说是大脑紧张劳作的结果，诗歌却好似根本没用大脑。那些千古绝句，都如天外来客，不期而至的撞上心头。In art, no depth is manufactured. The initial inspiration for a piece of prose is also distinct from that of a novel or a poem. A novel is thought out; a poem jumps out. A novel is the result of intense mental labor. A poem, in contrast, seems to involve no brain work at all. Immortal verses are all like visitors from outer space that serendipitously descend into the hearts of poets. 那么散文呢？它好像天上的云，不知由何而来，不知何时生成。你的生活，你的心，如同澄澈的蓝天。你一仰头。哈哈，一些散文片段
，仿佛片片白云，已然浮现出来了。我喜欢这样说散文。它是悟出来的。But what about prose? Prose writing is like the clouds in the sky. You don't know where they will come from and when they will appear. Your life and your heart should be as pure as the blue sky. You raise your head. Aha! Like bits of a white cloud, some fragments of the prose will begin to emerge. This is what I like to say about prose writing. Prose is felt in your heart. A little sentimentality and a little flavor. That's all there is to it. Of course, this littleness very often engenders heartfelt and unforgettable depth. In art, no depth is manufactured. The initial inspiration for a piece of prose is also distinct from that of a novel or a poem. A novel is thought out. A poem jumps out. A novel is the result of intense mental labor. A poem, in contrast, seems to involve no brain work at all. Immortal verses are all like visitors from outer space that serendipitously descend into the hearts of poets. But what about prose? Prose writing is like the clouds in the sky. You don't know where they will come from and when they will appear. Your life and your heart should be as pure as the blue sky. You raise your head. Aha! Like bits of a white cloud, some fragments of the prose will begin to emerge. This is what I like to say about prose writing. Prose is felt in your heart. Tingwanfungi 人读一本刊物时，也总是先挑短的看，不论是小说、散文，或是其他的文学形式，最后才看长的
，我总觉得，凡是为了非情赌不可而写的作品，都是充满了真情实感的；反之，只是为写作而写作，如上之为应付编辑朋友，一之为多拿稿费，这类文章大多是尽量的往常里写，结果是，即便的一点点的感情，也被冲洗到水分太多、淡而无味的地步。当由一个人物、一桩事迹、一幅画面而发生的真情实感向你袭来的时候，它就像一根扎到你心尖上的长针，一阵卷到你面前的怒潮。你只能用最真切、最简练的文字，才能描画出你心尖上的那一阵剧痛，和你面前的那一霎金黄。我们伟大的祖国是有写短文的文学传统的。内部包括上下数千年的古文官职，上启东周，下启明末，共选集文章两百二十篇，有几篇是长的，如杜牧的《阿房宫赋》，韩愈的《祭十二郎文》等等，哪一篇不是短而充满了真情实感？惊人的巴金的《随感录》，不也是一个实例吗？《A Chat About Short Essays》by Bing Xing. Perhaps due to my failing energies, not only have I refrained from writing anything long, but also in reading a magazine, for example, I usually finish its shorter pieces of writing first, be they fiction, prose, or any other forms of literature, before going on to the longer ones. I always believe that anything written with an irresistible inner urge to unbosom oneself must be full of genuine feelings. On the contrary, if one writes simply for the sake of writing, say to humour one's editor friends, or worse still, to earn more remuneration, one will most probably make his writings unnecessarily long until they become, despite what little feeling they may contain, inflated and wishy-washy. When true emotions, aroused by a person, an event, or a scene, come upon you, like a pin pricking your heart, or an angry tide surging threateningly before you, all you can do is use the most vivid and succinct language to describe the severe pain in your heart, or the momentary feeling of panic caused by the angry tide. Our great motherland is known for its literary tradition of short essays. Do you find anything unduly long in a treasury of best ancient Chinese prose, with its 220 essays selected from a period of several thousand years in ancient China, from the Eastern Zhou Dynasty down until the end of the Ming Dynasty? Aren't the essays in it, like Du Mu's Rhapsody on Erpang Palace and Han Yu's An Elegiac Address to My Nephew Xiaolong, all short and yet full of true feelings? Isn't a collection of random thoughts by Ba Jing, our contemporary, another like example of pithy writing? Thank you for listening to today's literary program. You can also use Yuanting app to listen to literary and easy to download programs. 并随时聆听节目回放
。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。